You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We have an awesome show for you today. So much tech to talk about. Later on in the program, if you have an iPhone and you are blowing through your data and your data plan, we have uh, Rose Bahar. She is uh, a staff writer over the Mobile Syrup website, and she will give us tips on how to avoid bill shock and save data on any iPhone. So you have to stay tuned for that because it will save you data and it will save you money. We're also going to be talking with the folks at Husqvarna. What? Robotic lawnmowers. Andy, that's why you were away in Miami on special assignment. Yeah, it's a tough assignment, Mike. Oh, my God. i I got to make sure that I get those emails before you do uh, for these uh, these invites. So you had a chance to check out robot lawnmowers. And, you know, we've, we've done these kinds of things on our TV show before, but this one takes it to a whole other level. That's right. It's a robotic lawnmower that just cuts your grass for you. It's kind of like a Roomba for your backyard. And uh, later on, we're going to learn all the details. I had a chance to see it in action. I'm actually going to see if I can uh, review it this spring and summer to see if it really, really works as they say it does. I'm going to steal that from you. (laughs) I swear to God. We also will be talking with uh, Liz Dickinson. She is uh, the CEO over at Mio Global, uh, a, a local uh, Canadian Vancouver-based uh, company that uh, is uh, leading uh, the way for wearables. And uh, they've got a new wearable, if you use it properly, uh, can help you potentially add an extra 10 years on your life. That's right. I need that, Andy. I swear to God, I need that. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully we'll get it on your wrist pretty soon. You know, there's a lot of wearables on the market. Everyone thinks about Fitbit, but, you know, they're not really that accurate. So Meal Global has a fantastic new wearable called the Meal Slice, and we're going to learn all about it and how it can help with your health and both your health and your sleep. So lots of tech news this week, uh, Andy. I think one of the big ones for me, uh, and it's not available in Canada and who knows when, is YouTube TV. Uh, YouTube is now serving up over a billion hours of video every day now. It's yeah, crazy. It, it, and, you know, we always talk about this on the show, the cord cutters. People are, are cutting their cable and doing everything online. You have an entire demographic group of, you know, 30-somethings who went through college watching all their content on their laptop, and now they're buying homes, and they're not getting, you know, traditional cable subscriptions. So it's not... I'm not surprised that YouTube is doing this, but what they basically are doing, you're allowing you to get the traditional channels, the networks in the U.S., like ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, um, right through YouTube. And so it's a monthly subscription fee, and they're going to be uh, taking on traditional cable. From what I understand, it's uh, $35 uh, a month for the package uh, down there. Like you said, uh, you know, the basic American channels. Uh, I think they even include Disney and ESPN. And, uh, you know, you can get a few premium ones like Showtime for additional costs uh, on a monthly basis. But it's just uh, showing you how things are changing when it comes to cable and satellite TV. Uh, They're really trying to go after the cord cutters. You know, my question is, uh, you know, is that enough of a savings? Thirty-five bucks a month. I'm, I'm sure the cable companies have similar similar packages. Like, who who are they going after? Are they going after the millennials, the younger people? Because you know, I, do they care to watch ABC? Yeah, like, you know, we always talk about cord cutters, but that whole demographic group of millennials, they're called cord nevers because they never had a cable subscription, but they do want to get that content. And how do you do it? And I think what YouTube is realizing is that we got to offer that so that you have a complete system where you can get traditional cable and all the YouTube videos. Of course, they are trying to create their own YouTube stars. They have uh, YouTube Red. Um, They're going to be probably making more and more original content to take on the likes of Netflix, and um, even Amazon Prime. Speaking of which, Mike, I know you have an Amazon Prime membership. Have you ever used the videos? Have you ever watched the Amazon videos? 
No. Me either. <laughs> and I'm like, I got this. I have U.S. and Canadian Prime memberships. Wow. Yes. So because I live right beside the border, so yes. a lot of times I'll I'll order from the U.S. Amazon site because the selections is it's huge. It's yes. huge. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really saving money anymore because the dollar uh, is not so great, but. Um, yeah, like I have all these other features, like the Prime Amazon, uh, the Prime Amazon Video service, uh, and now that it's in Canada, it makes it even easier. But I gotta be honest, I have not used it yet. Okay, I'm gonna put this on my to do list for this weekend: is to watch Amazon Prime Video and see what kind of content's on there. I, like, can they take on Netflix? Because Netflix is just on fire right now. Like, the, the shows that they're putting out are, are just like Emmy winning shows. Like, it's just absolutely amazing. And I don't know if YouTube. Or even Amazon can, can compete with them, but more competition is better for the average consumer out there. Yeah, but you know what it is? It comes down to the original content. That's why I think Netflix is doing pretty good is because they are creating their own original shows and movies for that matter, and they're good. There's some of the best stuff out there right now. Yeah, and you know, they changed the entire industry by allowing you to just marathon. Before, you, if you were watching a show, you had to tune in next week to, to continue that. Now they just let you just watch the entire thing. Like, I tried to watch House of Cards one day at a time, but I couldn't. It was <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's addictive. It, you, you know that you can watch the next one right away. You are going to do that. Yes, and then it just autoplays, and you just you can't get off the couch. It was a, a very interesting notion of what they did. They completely disrupted you know, television by doing that, and um, they haven't stopped since. Another thing here in the news, Google uh, has filed for a patent for a, a baseball cap that uh, has social media sharing uh, and personal safety capabilities built into it. It's uh, got a little kind of camera on the visor of, of the cap that uh, can take still images and video. Basically, we have no privacy whatsoever <laughs> anymore, I think is what we're trying to say here. Well, you remember when Google Glass, what is that, 2013 that came out? Okay, you know, I mean, cool, but it was dumb. If you ever tried it... I, I tried it. You tried it? Yeah, it was dumb. It, it was pretty dumb, It yes. was dumb. Like, you know, you heard about this. There's like a heads-up display on the glasses... It was not the dream. Like, no. It's just like tiny little things on the corner of the glass. You could hardly see it. Yeah, and they killed it after a couple of years. Yeah, because you know, it was dumb. It was dumb. But at least, you know, at least they're trying. And now they're trying to go with like a smart hat, which basically has the camera right on the rim. Uh, you can take videos and then you can post it automatically to your social media sites. They're not the only ones looking into this. Of course, Snapchat, they have those Snapchat spectacles where you can you know, basically have a camera in these glasses that can go directly onto Snapchat. So everyone's trying to do this, but what about our privacy? Or what, what, what's going to happen? You're going to go into an event where you have to take your hat off because uh, you might have a camera inside the rim? Well, no, it's weird. Like, uh, I've got ski goggles now um, from, I forget what company it is, uh, that has a camera built right into the top. Yes. And yeah, um, when I, I took them out one time up to Whistler, and I got some amazing footage because I was just, I turned it on and it just followed me as I went down the mountain. I remember um, a couple of years ago, we got uh, these glasses that had cameras in it, like sunglasses. I have those in my house. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I, I did the sun run, the Vancouver sun run, uh, wearing this and I, wanted, I recorded the entire thing. It was like the worst video ever because uh, it's just jittery of just showing. Yeah, because there's no image stabilization in it. I, exactly, I, it was hard to watch. I almost like wanted like my, my stomach was churning just watching those videos. But you know that technology exists, and the cameras are getting smaller and smaller. They're very very tiny, and you can put them just about anywhere. We even 
did a segment a couple of years ago about spy gadgets. Do you remember that? Yes. The alarm clock that had a little the, toy car. Yeah. They had um, even one that was a little fob for yep. your keychain that had a hidden camera on it. So, you know, journalists are really probably happy. They can go undercover and, and record <laughs> some cool video. But uh, it just shows how far technology has come. And now we could see smart hats in the near future with the folks over you at know, Google. You know, back to those sunglasses. Uh, I took them on vacation one time. You know, we went to a beach wedding and I thought, hey, this is cool. Sunglasses and I have the camera there. I can hit two birds with one stone. I can shoot things. But I felt like a weirdo whenever I put them on on the beach, right? Because I've got this video camera in my sunglasses and like I'm some sort of stalker weirdo <laughs> that is filming people on the beach. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing when you when you wear them, you feel real bad. So they, I never I never wore them to be honest. Well, you know they they should I felt have, like a creep. You, you they should have like a red dot or something that so you know that someone's filming you at that time. But yes. it, it didn't have that feature, so you could just walk around and film people. It's uh, pretty scary. It is kind of a scary thing, but I mean that's the future. Everything's got cameras built into them now. I mean it's going to come to a point in the next ten years that they'll be able to track everywhere you go via video. Yeah, yeah. You, you see like incidents happening in public and everyone pulls their phone out and starts recording it. And of course, that's going straight onto social media. Um, but it'll be built into glasses. It'll be built into the hats, as we saw. There's already all these CCTV cameras all over the place attached to buildings and what have you. Like, and, it is crazy. And of course, law enforcement, they're having their body cams now, which I think is really good because it's the best kind of evidence if you're going to be in a court case, if you can actually see the footage um, right from a body cam from, from the, the police. When we come back from the break, there's lots of great tech stories that we're following. We're going to be talking about robot lawnmowers. Uh, a new wearable fitness device that can help you live 10 years longer and uh, some tips for iPhone users to cut down on their data and save money. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We still got uh, lots of tech to talk on today's show. Later on in the program, how to avoid bill shock and save data on your iPhone. And I think this is going to be a great segment because I have a lot of data. I've got a big data plan, five gigabytes. I blow through it every single month. That's why I booked this guest, just for you, Mike, <laughs> to help you save money. Oh, my God. It will save me money. We'll also uh, be talking uh, with the folks over at Husk- Husqvarna. Am I saying that right? That's right. Yes. Husqvarna. Okay. This is cool. A robotic lawnmower that actually works. Yes. So a lot of people will know that I was in Miami last week. I saw this thing in action. And so now we're going to talk about it because you never have to cut your grass again. You got a robot that will do it for you. I'm, I'm interested to know if you, know, you could potentially lose any pets. <laughs> yeah. If it senses pets and, uh, and small children. Well, we'll find out. Well, on the line right now, uh, we have Liz Dickinson. She is the CEO of Mio Global. Thanks for joining us, Liz. Well, thanks for the invite. We wanted to chat with you today. You guys have uh, launched a, a new wearable called the Mio Slice. I actually had a chance to uh, bring it on Global TV uh, a few days ago. Andy oh, was, great. A- Andy was kind enough to peel it off his wrist to let me use it for a couple hours. Uh, you've been using it, Annie. What do you think? Oh, I love it. You know, there's a lot of different wearables on the market, but uh, Mio, I've, I've been using their products for a, a long time. Their Mio Alpha was a, a watch that I used to measure my heart rate, but with the slice and this new algorithm that they have called Pi, uh, it's just been fantastic. It's changed my life. So Liz, there's a lot of wearables on the market now. There's the smart watches like the Apple Watch. We know about the Fitbits. Uh, explain to her our listeners what uh, the Mio Slice is and and what makes it different? Sure, I'd be happy to. 
Well, I think that the biggest problem that wearables have is that people don't engage with them in a meaningful way. They don't really get value from them. There's a very high abandon rate. Uh, a lot of people stop using a wearable after about five or six months. And uh, there's a lot of articles that are being written now about people saying, well, I actually gained weight from using my <laughs> wearable. I think that wearing a product on your wrist that sort of tracks something like your steps gives you the false security that you're actually doing something that is, um, you know, allowing you to perhaps eat more food or, or change your behaviors um, in some way that is not necessarily positive for you. So the biggest problem is that uh, they aren't really contributing value. And so that's where we came at the problem. We said, okay, well, we have been solving problems around accessibility to heart rate for um, over 15 years. We were the first to create a watch that actually took your heart rate accurately without a chest strap at high-performance speeds. And that was great for the athletic market because athletes understand how to interpret the heart rate, but it wasn't uh, enough for people that are sort of the general consumer, the consumer that understands 10,000 steps. And the problem with 10,000 steps is, as I said, there's no scientific validation that it's, um, it does anything for you, and there's so many different intensities of steps. So what we did is we introduced PI, Personal Activity Intelligence, which is an algorithm that actually looks at all of your exercise all day, all of your activity and the intensity of it, and translates it into a metric. You have to keep your PI score at 100 by doing various activities that raise your heart rate, and if you keep your PI score at 100, then you know you are maximally protected from all forms of lifestyle diseases and um, reducing your chances of premature mortality. I could use that because I, I don't think I have long. <laughs> my, 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 my sedentary lifestyle is uh, not doing me any favors. But, you know, that's the thing. You, you talked about the high abandonment rate of, uh, of these wearables because, you know, people get them and they're kind of excited at first, but they just kind of fall to the, the, the wayside. And uh, I guess that's what you're trying to, to do with, uh, uh, with the whole pie aspect of this. Yeah, pie is really motivational. It is... Um it's cool because you know that there is some really serious science behind it. It came from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology from their Nobel Prize winning faculty of medicine. And it was based on the world's longest and largest epidemiological study. They looked at over 45,000 people for over 20 years, and they took all sorts of measurements of their blood pressure and their glucose levels, and they looked at their activities and the intensity of it and uh, you know, food intake, all sorts of things. And what they saw when they looked at all of this data is that the correlation between levels and intensity of activity um, was the highest and most impactful thing on life extension. And so they created these algorithms using the Mio watch because the Mio is the most accurate heart rate monitor on the market that works without a chest strap. And so they came to us and they said, hey, well, we built this you know, incredible metric called Pi. Are you interest, interested in working with us to to globalize it? And we were super interested in it. So that's uh, that's what we did. Norwegians they live to about one hundred and fifty, so it's a good group, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, the stats show that you can actually increase your life to uh, by up to ten years by uh, following the Pi metric. Liz, one of the things I really like about Pi, you know, everyone talks about the activity, how active they are during the day, but it also takes into account the sleep that you have, the quality of sleep. Tell our listeners a little bit about that aspect. 
So um, the slice actually has the most accurate sleep algorithm. It actually looks at your sleep, not um, just from the way traditional trackers do, and that is using accelerometers, um, but it actually looks at your heart rate and it looks at your respiration level. So it actually can tell what um, what quality of sleep you have, whether you're in deep sleep or light sleep. And uh, from that, it can... Um, you know, make some assessments with respect to your uh, response, um, you know, to stress. Is this, uh, is this a wearable that you wear all the time, like day and night, or you, do you take it off sometimes? Well, we recommend it that you wear it uh, 24 by 7 so that you can get your sleep data. And um, over time, we're going to be adding additional insights available through our app such as uh, stress analytics and uh, other things that will help you understand and inform the amount of activity that you as an individual need to do to maximally prolong your life. What kind of battery life can you expect out of this? So it's looking, uh, depending on how active you are and whether you use the timer, we're seeing about four days of uh, battery life from it. That's not bad because I I know a lot of the smartwatches out there, like I I, uh, have an Apple Watch, uh, I'm lucky if I get a day <laughs> out of that thing before I have to recharge <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of pricing are we looking at on uh, uh, the Mio Slice? So um, it's a it's uh, gosh, you know, in Canada, I think it's 149, and it's available at Sport Check. So people can get it now, essentially. Yes. Very, yeah. very cool. Where could uh, the folks listening get more information about this and how it all works? Well, we have great information on our website, meoglobal.com. It explains the science behind Pi. It, uh, you know, explains how it works on the device. And uh, it's, you know, filled with lots of, uh, lots of information that can explain exactly what the metric means. Liz, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. That was Lee, Liz Dickinson, uh, the CEO of Mio Global. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking with the folks at Husqvarna about robotic lawnmowers, the future of lawn mowing. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio today. we still got lots to talk about in today's program. If you have an iPhone, you'll have to stay tuned for the next segment. We are going to give you tips on how to avoid bill shock and save data on any iPhone. I'm looking forward to this, Andy. I, I know because I uh, blow through my data every month. It's funny because like the more data you get, just the more you use. So, oh my god, I know I'm, I'm taking the train in today, and I'm, I'm, I'm just you know watching videos, YouTube. Then I'm thinking, now I know why I'm through <laughs> all the the data. Well, on the line right now, we've got uh, someone pretty cool. His name is Steve Yulia. He is the product manager over at Husqvarna. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Oh, good to be here, Steve. Uh, we sent. Andy on a, a special mission down to Miami last week to uh, check out some of the, the latest tech that you guys have. And I don't think people always think technology when they think of uh, lawnmowers, uh, maybe a little bit, but uh, you guys are uh, kind of really at the, the forefront with robotic lawnmowers now. Tell us uh, what uh, you guys have got cooking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, the general, uh, I guess, uh, area would be robotic mowers. We've been doing it since 1995. We're the leader in robotic mowers globally. Um, and when you tell people we've been doing it since 1995, they're really surprised by that because a lot of people are seeing it now for the very first time. And the class we call it here is automower. And, um, you know, automower is the, the mower that will go out and cut your grass for you. I love this here because I hate cutting my, my, my lawn. Um, and so you've been doing this since 1995. I, I did not know that. I know there's been a few 
other mowers uh, out there that uh, people might be familiar with. What sets yours apart from some of the competition? So it's it's technology. Uh, Husqvarna generally in all our products we try to lead in technology. Even when we we talk about computer controlled carburetors on chainsaws, we always try to lead the technology. So with auto mower, um, for many years we've been working with you know different things and and satellite and, and be able to and and I know your next segment you're going to talk about your iPhone, but now we have an auto mower that you can control with your phone with your smartphone. So it's it's the, the technology that keeps us in the forefront of, of all our um, products, but mainly with Automower, again, 20 years of history has led us to be a leader in the industry. Okay, so I've got to ask the question, how do you, how do you know that this thing's not going to run over uh, your cat uh, or your, your patio furniture? Well, a couple different ways. Uh, the first thing, it's, it's because GPS is not pinpoint accurate at this point, we still need to rely on a boundary wire that goes out around your property that basically tells the mower you're inside the boundary or you're outside the boundary. And obviously, if it goes outside the boundary, an alarm will sound um, if someone's trying to steal it, or if it, say, slides outside the boundary, it just stops because now it knows it's not where it's supposed to be. As far as stuff inside the boundary that gets put there um, where it shouldn't be, uh, lawn furniture, kids' toys, the machine has bump sensors. So as it travels around and it comes in contact with a lawn chair or toys or whatever, it bumps, it realizes, whoops, I just hit something, it'll back away, turn, and head off in a different direction. Steve, unlike other lawnmowers or traditional lawnmowers, this one doesn't have a bag to get the clippings. Why did you guys decide to go that route? So the whole idea with automower is not like a traditional lawnmower. With a traditional lawnmower, we sell a lawnmower. With an automower, we sell a mowed lawn. And I know that sounds a little bit different, but this mower goes out all the time and mows the grass. So your grass isn't three inches and get cut to two inches, you know, over a week's period of time. It's always being mowed. So therefore, the, the little bit of grass that it's taking off quickly decomposes and it disappears. There's no need to bag. And does it fertilize? Having those clippings inside your lawn, is that natural fertilizer? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the benefits we're getting from this is a natural fertilizer, a great source of nitrogen. That's what your lawn wants. We have I've learned over the last few years that we have to dial back our watering if you have irrigation because it doesn't require as much water because the grass isn't growing and being you know, harvested is, is one way it's been put and cut back and grows. and cuts, So it requires a lot less water. The bugs seem to not want to hang around because they don't have places to hide anymore because the grass is always at one level. And the weeds never get a chance to really take root and, and go to seed and flower and everything else because they're being constantly cut off. So your weeds just naturally disappear. And this is obviously electric. It's run on battery. How long does the battery last on this? So if we talk about our fully featured 450, uh, it takes about, uh, rough numbers, about an hour for it to charge up. And it'll go out and mow for about four and a half hours oh, that's, if needed. That's long. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have an electric mower now, and that thing lasts maybe 20 minutes <laughs> before the, <laughs> the, the battery uh, dies. Uh, so what are some of the safety features here? What if I've got my kid and he runs out and wants to tip this thing over and play, play with it? Yeah, so as soon as you lift this machine, obviously the first thing that happens is the blades immediately turn off. 
So it, the machine shuts down. Now, depending on you have full control of the different security uh, levels in it, but if you were to have it at the uh, high security level, let's say, as soon as that machine began to be picked up, A, the blade shut off immediately, and B, the alarm goes off, saying that, hey, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. The alarm's going off. You immediately run outside and, and take care of the situation. Uh, same would happen if someone were to try to steal it. As soon as you lift it up, the alarm will sound, and, and you know, uh, obviously, that someone's uh, trying to mess with it. Now, even if you're not home and it gets lifted, the same uh, alarm gets sent to your phone. So now you get an alert comes through your phone saying the mower was just lifted. And now you have, if you're in a house, let's say, you can run out and see what's going on. So, Steve, can you track where it's, like, if someone took it and, like, took off and drove somewhere else, would you be able to track it within the... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the other security features is the fact that it works with GPS, and it's not Bluetooth, so I don't have to be within 12 feet from it. It actually has a SIM card in it, so it communicates through the satellites. So, yes, someone steals this machine. It's a simple, you know, call your local police department, and you, even if you hit the button, it'll give you the coordinates, uh, coordinates latitude and longitude. You just report it to the police where it's at, and, and we've found with some success that the police are really involved because how easy is it for them? They just go to the house, knock on the door, and retrieve your mower. And it's fun, like, uh, finding a, a robotic lawnmower. Uh, what, what kind of pricing are we looking for these? You've got a few different models. So um, you caught me off guard. Um, I, I, I didn't realize we were in Canada, but in the U.S., pricing is thirty-four ninety-nine for the top of the line, nineteen ninety-nine for the you know the smaller machine, and they're usually sold by uh, the size of a lot of lawn. Um, if you have an acre and a half, you want the bigger machine. But if you have less than that, if you've got like a third of an acre, you don't need to have um, that big a machine. Um, and but if you want the smaller machine, but you want connectivity, well, there's a kit that you can add to the machine gives you the connectivity but it is basically designed for a smaller lot of land. Very cool. I'm excited about robot lawnmowers. I'm going to try it this spring, Mike. I want to see this thing in action. I'm going, this... to, I'm going to steal it from your well, house. You, and you, you won't seen... have to call the police because you know where it's going to be. <laughs> well, you've seen my yard. You know how much time I, I, and effort I put into it. Yeah, you've seen my yard. I think I need it more because <laughs> I'm, I'm putting little, little to no effort into mine. Uh, where can people find out more information, Steve? Sure. Simply go to our website at husfanaca.com. Thank you for joining us, Steve. Thank you for having me. That was Steve, the product manager over at Husqvarna. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see this thing in action, so I, I will come over and watch. <laughs> okay, we can, we can uh, drink beer and sit on the deck and watch this thing cut my lawn. Love it. When we come back from the break, if you've got an iPhone, we've got tips to help avoid bill shock and save data. Stay tuned. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. The contest, Andy. Giving away the Moto Z Play and the Moto InstaShare projector. This, you got to go to our website to check this out. This is a, what's called Moto Mods, where it's a modular attachment to this smartphone, which can turn it into a Pico projector. So you can broadcast anything if that's from your phone right onto the wall up to 70 inch screen it's perfect for movie nights with the kids or with the missus you gotta go check it out getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win the moto z play and the instashare projector the moto mod that everybody should check out 
Well, we've got our smartphones, uh, a lot of us, and uh, one of the big challenges uh, for me lately is uh, keeping a cap on my data. I've got uh, a pretty big data plan, but I still manage to blow through it every month on my iPhone. To maybe uh, help us uh, solve some of those issues, uh, on the line we've got our friend Rose Bahar. She's a staff writer over at Mobile Syrup, a fantastic website uh, for all the latest in uh, mobile news and tips and tricks. You've got to check that out. Rose, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So, Rose, I am blowing through my data every single month. I got five gigs, and I, I don't know how I'm doing it. So I, I wanted to bring you on to, to give our listeners some, some tips on uh, how they can uh, kind of lower that and save themselves some money. Absolutely. Because while our friends south of the border are, are gaining access to unlimited data plans, um, we Canadians, we all still have to deal with those data casts. So... You know, there are carrier tools that help keep track of data, but sometimes those either don't update quickly enough or just don't matter when we're in a situation that requires data. So we put together at Mobile Syrup a a list of things that you can do to help reduce data, Um, some related to settings and then some related to apps as well. Well, let's just jump right in. What what is one of the first things you want to do? So one of the first things you can do is, I mean, there's some things that Apple does to make your experience smoother that are really good, but they also kind of decimate data. So one infamous one is Wi-Fi Assist. And basically what Wi-Fi Assist does is it helps automatically smooth over a bad Wi-Fi connection by patching into your data without notifying you. So naturally, if your Wi-Fi drops as you're browsing Facebook and your data kicks in for half an hour, a lot of data is gone by then. Um, so what you can do to to get rid of that situation is go to settings and then cellular and then toggle that Wi-Fi assist right off um, if you're interested in saving data. That's and in a, the same th- vein, there's also a, a background app refresh, which keeps everything updated in the background, which is great, um, but can be wasteful. since sometimes when you have apps, you open once and then you don't plan on going back to them, you know, that day or even that week. So you can also toggle that off in the settings. Well, that's a, that's a great tip because, uh, you know, I look on my iPhone sometimes just to see what apps that I have open. Uh, you do that by double-clicking uh, when you're at the home screen. And I have, like, probably, like, 15 <laughs> different apps open. So if that, <laughs> if that app refresh is on, uh, you know, if I've got a, a GPS app going or the, the transit app I use all the time to get updated schedules, yep. they're being updated all the time, even though I'm not using them. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and, you know, it can be handy because it keeps everything updated for when you want to just instantly tap to go back. But uh, again, like you say, there's so many that you open and you just leave without really thinking that you're going to go back. Um, another thing you can do is also turn off uh, in settings is turn off iCloud syncing. And there's a lot of, you know, iCloud syncing that's really great for certain accounts. Um, but if you go in there and you check it out, there's a lot of accounts that you might not need syncing all the time, like Notes or Game Center or some of the more obscure ones. And uh, doing that kind of stuff can be really helpful in terms of just you know, saving a little bit of data here and there. These are great tips. What are some other ones? Uh, if you look at sort of then going into, okay, how do I use my apps? What am I using most? Um And you can sort of take a good look at that by going into settings and checking out under cellular how much data you're using with each app. You can kind of pinpoint, okay, so this is what I'm having real trouble with. I'm having trouble with browsing the internet and reading articles. I do that a lot. Or I'm, you know, streaming a lot of video on Facebook. 
Um, so for instance, if you are streaming a lot of video on Facebook, you can get into the settings on Facebook and disable autoplay video. So that'll really help you out because, you know, it, again, it's one of those things that's meant to you make our life easier. Oh, the, the video just plays as soon as we see it. But in terms of data, that's really detrimental. Yeah, I looked at um, uh, I looked at Facebook uh, on my iPhone uh, in the settings there. It is sucking up the data like big time. Yep. I, I actually just turned it on uh, so that it only works when I'm on Wi-Fi. And uh, that month that I did that, I didn't blow through my data cap. However, that's absolutely yeah. That's a great idea as well. If you if you have because uh, Facebook is such a data suck as you say. So you know if you're really having trouble with it, you can just switch it off or use it only on data. It's not because I look at Facebook a hundred times a day. That's that's <laughs> not why. Not. It's Facebook's fault because it's it's a crappy app and it's not managing data properly. Right. Oh yeah. Yes. That's right. That's my <laughs> professional opinion. A um, couple more tips here before then, we, we break. <laughs> Uh, you can also do things like, so if you do read a lot of articles, uh, you can get a handy app called Pocket, uh, which was just acquired by Mozilla. And you can save articles uh, to Pocket while you're on Wi-Fi and then read them later when you're out and about um, because they're already downloaded to your phone. There's a lot of great offline features uh, for both music and video streaming now, too. Uh, if you have Apple Music, if you have Spotify, those both have offline features that you can take advantage of and, and download uh, download content for when you're out and about. And Netflix does as well, which was a great sort of early Christmas present that we got uh, this past year. You know what? There's obviously a lot more uh, that you can do, but we have little time. Uh, Rose, where can people find uh, more of uh, your great tips? Oh, if they'd like to check out more of these tips, they can go to Mobile Syrup. We have one article on how to save data on iOS, and we have one uh, about how to save data on Android, too, if you're an Android lover. And um, you can check out a lot of our our great uh, content at our Twitter as well, at Mobile Syrup, or uh, check out my Twitter at at Rose Bahar. I think we'll have to have her back to do the Android tips. I think so. It's only fair. (laughs) It's only fair. Thanks for joining us again, Rose. Thanks very much. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking more tech. Uh, of course, we'll also give out the contest details uh, one more time. And uh, it's been a great show so far. We've got a lot of interesting stuff happening. Yeah, that's yeah. great.